Welcome to Business Mentorship Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their great ideas in our guest blog, found on shareyourstories.online. Suzanne Somers is a returning guest with her new book on the magic of walking, your guide to a balanced and purposeful life. She is a speaker, fitness and self-care expert. And we're going to discuss not only her new book, but the importance of following your instincts when starting something new. And Susan joins us from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome. Thank you. You know, it's such a thrill, um, Susan, because I've been watching your posts on social media and I've been seeing how you've kind of been making this transition from PR into fitness. And I also know that you did the virtual El Camino. So why don't you start by sharing that experience? Because I think that was kind of the foundation for you moving into and launching this new book. It absolutely was. I had done 35 races before and then COVID hit and I couldn't do my in-person races. So I was looking for something online. I found the Conqueror website, which is this wonderful app and website started by two men, I think in South Africa. And it's all these different virtual races. So El Camino was something I'd always wanted to do in person. And so I grabbed the opportunity, but it's 778 kilometers. So I started in June of 2020 and every day I did 15,000 steps. I haven't, by the way, done that consistently since then, but 15,000 steps, four months, finished the race in November of 2020 and started to write a new book on walking. And that's the one that you're talking about, physical, mental, and spiritual walking, because I'd never really appreciated what it meant to be a walker and the mental and spiritual sides of it. You know, what's really interesting is that I know that lots of folks have been sort of reinventing and looking for easy ways to get into fitness. And you and I both know that walking is one of the easiest things that you can do. You know, it's something we can do in the neighborhood. Um, we can do it with friends or alone. So give us a little bit of background in, into the spiritual connection, because that's really very cool. I think that you know, I know for myself, when I walk every morning, I call it my inspirational time, because that's when I get the great ideas that kind of come into my brain about what to do for my own business. So how's the spiritual connection work for you? Well, I have a ravine behind me where I live, and I really hadn't gotten gone in there much or really looked around. So when I was there, I started taking pictures. And because I had the Facebook groups that I was in, I started posting them. And suddenly people said, I love your pictures. And that's when I realized that you, you don't give yourself credit. I saw myself as a writer and suddenly I realized that I was also a photographer. And in my new book are pictures that I had taken. So it was really a big transition for me to say, I am more visual than I think and to give myself credit. So now when I travel, I make sure that I always take pictures and post them. So I'm not doing much traveling during COVID, right? No, no, that's for sure. But you know, that's a really interesting point. And maybe we can explore that a little bit further. You know, sometimes we don't realize that we actually have talents in other areas until somebody else points it out. So how did you become more interested in the photography aspect of it and marrying that with your book? I have always been interested in flowers and color. I guess color, it was the thing that always drove me. So when I went into the ravine, I saw the color. I would go up close and take a picture of the flowers and then I'd start to post them. And so then I started realizing that with the color and the flowers and the trees and the benches that I had something very new. You know, what's really interesting is that I think that we forget to really take in the environment around us, right? And to your point, it was very organic how this whole journey started. 
So now that you've published the book, we all know how long it takes to make a commitment to write a book. So the book's published, it's out there, it's available for everybody to buy. How are you now making connections with your customer? So that's been interesting because during COVID, I did it online. You know, I would organize some workshops, I would do some keynotes, but I really wasn't interacting. So as soon as I had the chance to get out there, and so this is very exciting. I just do, started to do a four-week course at the Running Need Library in person. And so they gathered 20 people. I did it yesterday for the first time. And we did an hour with the book. And then we walked in High Park. So wow. when you give yourself the chance to go beyond the way you see it, I was so busy going out there trying to get into bookstores that now I realize that this is really what I want to do. Get the interaction with the reader. You know, how do you how do you build your confidence? Because I'm sure there's lots of folks in our you know viewing and listening audience that are saying, okay, this sounds like a big shift for Susan. I mean, this is something really different. So you know, how do you build your confidence as an entrepreneur to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to start something new and I'm going to believe in myself and I'm going to make it work. Is there anything that you can share with our audience? I think it was really organic. What happened was I started talking to people who had the book and they'd say, I love the book. And I'd say, well, what do you love about the book? And they say, well, I don't know. There's websites, there's spirituality, et cetera. And so it, it really started that way where I really wanted to know more about how people were reading books. So I was driven by me wanting to understand my readers more than I love your book. Right. And right. sometimes it just takes something like that to say, okay, now I'm ready. Isn't that the truth? Yes. Now, now who do you think, who would you say would be your ideal target market? Because I mean, we all know that people of all ages can walk. So who do you feel is the, the, the people that are going to resonate most with you? Well, I would say probably 50 or 55 plus mm -hmm. because I got into my first race is 59. And I know that's when often people think maybe they've gone through menopause and they're thinking, I want to try something new or I need some more confidence. So I, that's when I did my first 5K race. But having said that, I have a granddaughter who's gone into races with me. She's now 17. And I do actually also see it as a family thing. So again, it would take someone saying to me, could you do something for young mothers? You know? Right. And I think that's what's going to happen from now on is it's going to be driven the, the, the actual in-person, you know, courses will be driven by the markets that want it. But I do see it as more for women, even though the book is for men and women. Sure. Because it's my story. Right. So for sure. So for those would be authors that are listening to us today, Susan, and I know you've written this is not your first book. So you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that you've had, you've got quite a few. So, right. you know, how do, what advice can you give to someone who's sitting at home and they're thinking, wow, seven books, really? So how, how do you do that? How do you write? How do you make that magic happen? It's a, Yeah, that's an interesting question because I think I would just sit down. I wouldn't say that every day from three to four I wrote, but I tried to write every day. Okay. And I tried to also take things from outside, things that happened to me, my experiences, and then figure out how to incorporate them into the writing and then I found a fantastic publisher and I think having the editor and the publisher in place on board yeah. really helps you to figure out okay now I need to do the book right you know? right so. you know that kind of drives the momentum doesn't it because yes. you know they'll send you email messages or pick up the phone and go so Susan how's the writing going and you know you you may be in a little bit of a lull and go 
well, it's not going very well. But thanks for calling, because now I can think of, you know, something that I'd like to write. So tell us, do you write with the old fashioned pen and paper or pencil and paper? Or do you jump on the computer? I write on the computer, but it's very funny. I am the queen of the printer. Like I need to actually, and this is, you know, I mean, I keep having my printer breaking down because I keep doing something, whatever, right? And then I have to figure it out. But I need to see it in front of me, but I like to see it on the computer first and then to have it in front of me to edit. Ah, yeah, it, it that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah, so that's a two-part process then. Yes, so it's almost exactly. like you, you throw the words onto the computer and then you have to print it and you have the physical copy in your hand that you can edit and then you go back to the computer version yes. and do those edits. Then I get a cup of coffee and go into another room and sit down with the printed copy and look at it. So that's, yeah, that's my process. Isn't that great? Well, that's really great advice because I think that sometimes just... Getting over the hurdle of where to write is, is a, you know, part of the process, right? Because everything we do in life has a process if we really think about it, right? Exactly. Now, you said that you've shared the fo some photographs in your book. And so how do the photographs in the book marry with the content on the walking? Well, they do, you know, because the photographs reflect all the different places I've been. So in the spirituality part, because I've traveled a lot. And I've taken pictures as I've traveled. I said, okay, this is spirituality. What photos do I have? But the interesting thing is I didn't realize I could put photos in my book until I spoke to the publisher, this woman oh. was the publisher, who said to me, of course you can. So it, it, you, you make assumptions about a book mm -hmm. that it's just going to be printed. It's going to be too expensive. They're all black and white, but they're good, clear photos. So sometimes having someone say to you, of course you can, and it's not going to cost a lot more, that inspired me to look through and see all the photos I've taken. Isn't that really interesting that now, how did you make the connection with the publisher? So was it a personal introduction? Did you, you know, go on good old Google and Google names of publishers? How did you make that connection with she the publisher? She was from the YMCA when I used to work out at the YMCA. And then I was just looking around and I remembered that she was a publisher and she was still in business. She's in Toronto. I wanted someone local. Right. I wanted someone who could do everything from the edited manuscript right through to actually get getting the the printer right you know getting them actually the books made right so right. yeah so that's what i was looking for and i loved it she's been in business for years she had the 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 person who was doing the photos and the layout right there oh. so it was like together they were doing it and she was very accessible and it was just a pleasure to work with somebody i've worked with oxford university press and then i've worked with her right right so, Right. So you've got a good comparison now, right? Exactly. Because the personal connection really, I think, is important, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, now, she can give me lots of ideas, right? Well, that's the other thing I was just going to say, because, you know, I think we have, to your point, we get in our, our thoughts, this is how I want it to look. This is the structure. You know, this is the visual image I have in my mind that, you know, the printed version is going to look like. And then you collaborate with somebody who has some really great ideas and it kind of organically changes into something that's even more wonderful. Well, it's interesting. The cover, the cover, I had two covers to pick from. One was a photo I took and one was a stock photo. Of and I'm me. sure you went with the one you, the photo no, you took. Actually, oh, I really? And it's beautiful. It's like, it just takes you right in. You know, when you look at the picture, it makes you want to go in. And I like the colors in the stock photo. And I, it cost me next to nothing because it was right. a stock photo, you know? Right. So again, she was the one who said to me, look at this. And so that helped me to, to make that decision. 
Okay, so now we've got the book published. You're having an opportunity to connect with the customers. And now we have that daunting task of being able to sell the book. So what's the marketing plan look like? Did your publisher work with you on the marketing plan to sell the book? Not really. I mean, because I have a marketing background, it was the website. It was the doing all the online things that I possibly could. Right. And it's, it's interesting. I joined all these women's networking groups because I thought, oh, I really want to travel and I'll get it out in all kinds of directions. And I found that I was getting very uh, just all over the place, right? Like, am I really going to go to that country? And right. am I really going to go right. there? So I pulled back and said, okay, so what do I need to do? Especially right. when COVID ended. And I started going to the bookstores in Toronto to try to get it in the bookstores. And then, as I said, I realized that I wanted to do more than have my book in a bookstore. And sure. so I started doing the course. The workshop. So right. it, it, it's nothing like what I would have done probably for my clients. Right. But it was organic, you know, because we went from being in COVID and me being online to me being out there. And so I just made that adjustment and realized uh, that's what I wanted that to do. Was the right and path. I'm in sometimes fairs and things like that, you know, events. I look for events in Toronto. But my big dream is to talk on cruise ships, which I've done once. So... I was just going to ask you about that because I don't care I know I saw in your bio that yes. you had been on, you know, one of the celebrity well, cruises. Well, twelve cruises, right? Isn't that something? So that's and my dream because I know there are women there, and that's a perfect market for me. Yeah. And what a wonderful way to have a uh, a business that allows you to adapt your lifestyle to your passion. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what are, one of the things that I think that um, we always do at the end of our guest blogs is we ask folks to share three words of advice. And so I'd like you to summarize your experience with us today by explaining your three words, which are embrace passion, purpose, and resilience. So actually, those three words relate to my races probably more than anything. So passion is when I started doing them, I wasn't passionate. You know, I did 5Ks, went home and had a glass of wine, fell asleep, you know, that kind of thing. But as I did them, I realized that crossing that finish line with a group of people, some of whom had never done it before, became my passion, you know, and telling people, and uh, I've gone in with women and said, it's an hour. Can you walk for an hour? Then you should be going to a race. So that's been my passion is to give people that, women that confidence to enter a race, right? Mm -hmm. The purpose is, again... I need something like El Camino. I need something, a finish line. So I use my Fitbit, which I absolutely love, and that tracks my steps. So whether I'm doing it online or in person, my purpose is to have a goal to finish across the finish line, right? And I love the uh, Women's College Hospital has got this wonderful run for women. It's just, it, it's absolutely fantastic in July. And so now it's back to in person. So that has become my purpose. And my resilience is two seven and a half hour marathons at the end I said well I finished uninjured mm. and so that's resilient you know so once I'd done them I realized I'll never do them again and that's okay, yeah. right? <laughs> so Susan to close out our conversation today and I, I, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot but I know that you're a very open and honest person and I know that the folks who are watching the video are going to say okay I really want to know you know, give me an idea of how old this wonderful entrepreneur is, because, you know, I think we sometimes think we have to put ourselves on the shelf when we get to a certain age. So may I be so bold as to ask for you to share with our audience 
Um, you can give us a range. You know, how old are you? And well, I'm they- 77. Woo! I'm wow. 77. And so one of the things, the reasons I want to say that is because I think I want to also change the image. Right. The preconceived image of women not being able to be out there, not being able to do things. I mean, I think the media does us a big disservice yes. with the images of older women. So if I can counter that by me being out there doing keynotes, doing courses, then that's what I want to do. So that's, that's it. Fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that, Susan. And as I say, I hope I didn't put you on the spot. No, but no, I no, no. Thank you for, thank yeah, you for you're, asking. <laughs> you're pretty, you're pretty an open and honest gal. So uh, I really thank you for that. And I really want to thank um, you for spending some time with us to sort of give us the story behind the story for this new book. And I, I'm going to put out the challenge that once you've uh, had an opportunity to speak on some of those cruise ships, that you're going to come back and share that experience with absolutely great thank you so much susan thank you so much for having me thank Thank you. you to you our viewing and listening audience i'd like to thank you for joining us in this edition of keeping it real where we introduce you to the person behind the logo i'm trish tonai founder and host for the series and if you're interested in sharing your business story visit our website at shareyourstories.online Thanks again for joining us, and we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea. Thank you.